What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Team Chat Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Jarrett Wilson, joined by Rachel Mogan. Bonjourno. Bonjourno to you as well. How are you this fine evening or day, I'm morning? Doing... It's not evening at all. I don't know why I said that, but how are you this I don't fine know why morning? You said either. I'm doing good. Thank you. <laughs> oh, man. So, welcome to this episode of Team Chat Podcast, a video game show where we talk about, obviously, video games, the ones we love, the ones we hate, and everything in between. New episodes come out on Tuesday mornings, and you can listen to those on podcast services around the World Wide Web, such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and others. You can also watch a video version of each episode over on our YouTube channel. So head over to youtube.com slash team chat podcast to check that out. And you can find us on our social media, such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can join our discord server links for all that are in the description below. And finally, if you're wanting to help make the show bigger and better, you can head over to patreon.com slash team chat podcast, whereas for as little as a dollar a month, you can support the show and in return, we'll give you cool perks like in the episodes early before the general Tuesday release. But if you can't do do that, that's no big deal at all. We totally understand. That's why it would be also really great if you just could support us through either subscribing on your favorite podcast service or on YouTube or writing us a review, telling your friends. All those things help make the show bigger and better as well. And we love each and every one of our patrons and listeners. Thank you very much. But before we jump into the main topic of the day, let's get a little bit of news and our moment with Mogan blast through these because there's a lot of them to catch up on um okay so as of april 30th all of the following came out call of duty modern warfare 2 campaign remastered for xbox one pc levelhead came out for xbox one switch pc ios and android streets of rage 4 for playstation 4 xbox one switch and pc as of may 1st so just if you missed it over the weekend arcade spirits for playstation 4 xbox one and switch Zombie Army 4 Dead War for Stadia only question mark? And then coming out as of this episode's release day on May 5th, we've got Forza Street for iOS and Android, John Wick Hex for PlayStation 4, Population Zero for PC, Someday You'll Return for PC as well, and then coming very soon on May 7th, you've got Lonely Mountains Downhill for the Nintendo Switch, Sonic at the Olympic Games Tokyo 2020 for iOS and Android. Hashtag awkward. Um, <laughs> Boy, it's, it's in the title now. They changed it, didn't you know? Oh, yeah. It's got to be the 2021 yeah. now. Uh, no, I mean they added the hashtag awkward to the title. Oh, oh I see. I <laughs> they see. They were like, whoops. Whoops and doodles. Uh, Whoops a doodles. Uh, Void Bastards for PlayStation 4 and Nintendo Switch. Wavy the Rocket for PC. There's a lot coming out on May 7th. Uh, and then very shortly after that on May 12th, we've got Star Wars Episode 1 Racer for PlayStation 4 and Switch. Ooh, that one actually got pushed, I saw. Oh, did it? Never yeah. mind then. It's like May. I mean, it's still coming out of May. It's just like May 26th now. Or whatever he but. pushed it like two weeks i know so. i was sad though i was wanting it closer on the may 12th but hey you know like we always say the late game is better than a rushed one so there we go i'm, I'm not, not complaining at all oh, i'm complaining a little bit but i mean still i'm excited <laughs> but uh but yeah all this you complain <laughs> i mean, I mean I, i'm still human i have faults <laughs> but uh so I know last week we did our Monster Hunter World stream, which thank you to everybody who came out and watched that with us. That was a lot of fun going through there. Once we got through, I will say, once we got through the Zora Magaros fight, it was a lot of fun <laughs> because that Zora, Zora Magaros one, we were it's we were both so confused. One. Yeah. Oh my god, it takes for freaking ever. A very unfortunate fight. <laughs> yeah, but still, it was fun jumping back into that game. It'd been months since I'd played it, really, so it was fun to play it. And, and the first time that you and I got to play it together too, so that was a lot of fun. Um, but so since we did that, what 
and that was our what we were doing last week. What uh, what have you been playing this week, or what are you looking forward to playing soon? I have obviously. Well, I'm not looking forward to playing anything for the foreseeable future. <laughs> it's it's gonna be a while before I get any new games because I've yeah. already got so many to play. I know. Uh, I've actually circled back to Splatoon Two. Oh, nice. So I realized that it's been three years since the game came out, and that Nintendo and or the Splatoon team uh, already technically ended support for it. So you know, the last time they did any new weapons or any new maps or anything like that. You know, a major new update for the game was, I think, over a year ago. Oh, wow. Uh, Maybe just under a year ago. I'm not exactly sure when they cut it off. But the last Splatfest uh, was was at least a year ago. Uh, So jumping back into Splatoon um, is both very fun and a little frustrating because I have lost all of my game sense for that game. Uh, I am now I am now trashed here at it uh, and it's just been a bit of a slog to get my uh, get my bearings again. That might have to do with the fact that coming back into Splatoon 2, I decided to turn off motion controls. Oh, because okay. Because I used to always play with the motion control like even in the pro controller. Right, yeah, because so, you I remember yeah. you gave me shit for not using the motion controls yeah. when I started playing Splatoon 2. <laughs> so I started trying to play it without the motion controls and I'm still not entirely sure that that's the best move for me because like i said i'm doing bad uh but part of that might just be because i've been trying new weapons that i haven't really tried before and i'm not very good at them Mm -hmm. uh and also i just don't really i have to really learn how to play as a member of a four-person team again and it's been really helpful to kind of actually watch videos about like get good at splatoon 2 and learn a bit more about the game yeah. that i never really knew in the first place uh which is primarily that i needed to rethink how the weapons are kind of classified within splatoon because you don't really have like abilities per se you've got some right. weapons that come with whatever weapon you've got and the weapon has like an ultimate move of course uh, but as outside of that, it's not like you have special skills or anything. Your character is your weapon, basically, just depending on what you've chosen to play. And I've been learning a lot about how like certain weapons are much more front and center, like pushing ahead into enemy territory. Others are more mid-ground. They're kind of like holding down the fort. And then there are others that are backline, like way in the back. You're meant to be at a far distance. That's primarily things like snipers and such that are there to lay down cover fire and get kills. And it's like, oh, I guess maybe knowing all of this positioning and how important this was to winning the game would have been a good thing to know prior to now. Uh, But I have to do all of this and I have to kind of get good at it again because Splatfest is back, baby! Nice! Specifically because of uh, quarantine, uh, Nintendo and the Splatoon dev team decided, sure, we'll give them one more Splatfest. Hell yeah. So technically the last one happened about a year ago, and it was Team Future versus Team Past. And they were like, yep, this is the last one ever. Everybody stop counting on more. And then they're like, okay, we'll give them one more just because... But it's actually like a uh, throwback Splatfest, so they're reviving Team Mayo, so Team Mayonnaise, versus Team Ketchup, which is the very first Splatfest that they did for Splatoon 2. Mm -hmm. So obviously I'm going to be Team Ketchup again. I don't care that we lost last time. We're going to bring it back this time, baby. Return of the Ketchup. Uh, Return of the Ketchup. And it's just like, I love that the community support and the community presence was there enough 
to warrant a new Splatfest. Nice. So that is going to kick off at at 3 p.m. Pacific time on May 22nd, and it's going to last through May 24th at 3 p.m. Pacific time, which I think is 48 hours as opposed to the 24 hours that they used to be. So they. Well, I mean, if you're bringing it. it, if you're bringing it back for a special reason, might as well make it be extra long. Yeah, so that's heckin' awesome. Uh, I love it. Um, And then prior to that, going on right now, so you're actually just now hitting the very end of it, there is currently a free special demo of Splatoon 2 available on the Nintendo eShop right now. It does end on May 6th, so you've got today and tomorrow to still play the game. Uh, But that free demo does include um, basically all, most of the game's key uh, play mode play modes which is turf war ranked battle and salmon run uh so and whatever progress you make in the demo if you then decide to actually purchase the game all of your progress will port over to your purchase so it's never been a better time to get splatoon 2 it's also on sale so if you pick it up during the special demo period it's only 42 dollars as opposed to its usual full price of 60 dollars that's 50 percent off people nintendo very rarely does that yeah uh, well, that's really cool. That's awesome to see that this game coming back and, you know, and being uh, being able to have like this extra long Splatfest and everything. That's pretty awesome. See them bring it back for this special occasion. I have to be able to represent for Team Ketchup. Got to <laughs> contribute to that win ratio. Do you know if uh, Fuchsia's jumping into it at all? I don't know. I would assume that she probably will. Um, have to ask you know, her. Maybe just for fun. Uh, I don't I don't know how much she's been playing Splatoon recently specifically because of animal crossing there's well, yeah. only so much time in the day <laughs> very true very true very true speaking of animal crossing actually have you seen um it, it kind of blew up in this last week a little bit but one of the writers for rogue one and for star wars rogue one and he's actually uh like works with the kind of funny guys a whole lot and everything is one of their course or contributors and everything gary witta uh he started uh playing animal crossing when it came out and then just like as something to do in it extra during quarantine he started like a talk show inside animal crossing called uh animal talking i believe is what it's called that's excellent yeah animal talking but anyway so he's kind of expanded it in having like guests come on it and everything like that and i guess they just do the chat from what i've watched everything they just do the chat through discord and everything but all their characters are in this like built tv studio that he built in animal crossing uh but so earlier this week he gary would have actually tweeted at reggie fils me and was like hey i'm doing this show would after it kind of started blowing up he's like hey i'm doing this show uh you know what would it take to get you on and reggie responded and said hey gary dm me i'm very interested to learn more so reggie fils me i might actually show up on this and so whenever the show goes live, he always broadcasts it on his Twitch uh, channel, which is uh, twitch.tv slash Gary Witta, W-H-I-T-T-A. But uh, anyway, so Animal Crossing, people check it out. It's a super cool thing. And it's, it's crazy. Another uh, level of creativity that people do inside this game. This isn't necessarily a level of creativity per se, but it's also just like fun celebrity news. I yeah. have seen both Elijah Wood playing I saw that. Crossing, I saw that too. Like visiting other people's islands. I also saw that machete, like the actor machete. Oh, Danny Trejo. Yes. That's awesome. <laughs> He's also in Animal Crossing. So it's like, dude, you everybody's and Sam playing it. I know. Gotta get in there. I actually told her every time, every time I try to say something about it, I'm always, I'm just like, like, uh, I, I saw the thing. Oh, I just saw somebody like put up a picture of their like house. And I was like, man, okay, I kind of get it. It looks pretty sweet how much you can do to it. And it's I mentioned that to Sam. It? And she's like, don't say it. 
don't say it like because we're just we're just holding out a little bit longer but uh but no yeah we'll, we'll, i think we'll both be playing it at some point soon what have i been playing lately let's see so i've actually been keeping up pretty good in apex legends and call of duty warzone been playing that a lot with my buddy blake um lately which is pretty fun just keeping up with that game but actually the day itself has already passed now because it's may 5th cinco de mayo but the yesterday was a very special day star wars day may the 4th and so this weekend i've actually been playing a lot of uh, battlefront 2 again and jumping back into that so they've they've announced that they're actually much like what you're saying with splatoon or the exact same thing as what they're they did with splatoon they're indie they just released a new update that came with a lot of rogue one additions like they have a scarif map now they uh released a lot of new skins for some of the heroes and stuff like that and but uh, but the big thing is, is they said after this update, we are officially ending support for Battlefront 2, which was kind of like, oh, man, that's sad because they really turned the game around from what it was at the beginning. Remember, it was ridden with scandals and, and controversy over the loot box system. Most controversial launches. It was crazy. In recent oh, yeah, it was ridiculous. But they really turned it around and made it a fun, you know, a fun playground to experience just Star Wars and all of its glory. And so I've well, really been. been- it's been about two years, right? So I believe that like was a 2017 a game, too. Oh, yeah, so it's been so, three years. Because I want to say the the remake of Battlefront, Battlefront 1, was 2016 or 2015, I think. I think it was 2015, then Battlefield battlefront two came out in 2017 i believe but but yeah so it's been they've been doing a lot providing a lot of updates and content new heroes and villains that you can play as and stuff like that so they supported the game for a very long time uh but it's kind of just still like oh bummer it's this one the support for this one is going is coming to an end but uh the other thing though this last week that has been taking up a lot of my time and attention and has raised my levels of excitement is that ubisoft officially announced Assassin's Creed Valhalla, the 2020 entry into the Assassin's Creed series that will be releasing holiday of this year for Xbox Series X, Xbox One, PS5, PS4, Stadia, and PC. So it's... They released that four-minute cinematic trailer, which was intense. It was amazing. As a huge fan of of medieval history, especially, like getting to see that and a beautiful cinematic trailer was, was awesome. And it... I mean, it was a pretty... It was a violent trailer too. Like it showed people getting like heads and limbs lopped off and all this. It showed some epic battles. It showed your main character, Eivor, that you're going to get to play as, uh, which you can play as both a male or female protagonist. And, uh, but it's also different in from like Odyssey, where it's not like you can choose to be a Cassandra or Alexios and you experience these different stories. You experience the same story regardless of if you choose to be a male or female protagonist for Eivor. Uh, but it's really cool because it's going to be like a lot of customization stuff. You can totally customize your armor, what it looks like and all the different things you can get different tattoos, beard styles, hairstyles. It, it switches different because usually the heroes in Assassin's Creed come cut and dry. Like you could upgrade and change like some of their outfits or appearances, even in older games. But then in origins and odyssey, you could start changing individual pieces of armor and things like that to really get your look be different. Um, but now this is like a complete different level of customization and, and everything. So that's really cool to get to see. 
in this game but it also just sounds like it's going to be super super expansive and bigger even in scope i think than odyssey is going to be based on a couple things one they took a year off in between odyssey and valhalla so that's one thing i'd be like okay so they really are going to bring us something new there's going to be a lot of new different things in this game either in in more in-depth mechanics obviously like some uh you know, technological advancements in coding, like as far as like how the game's going to run, especially because it's going to be for next gen consoles. So, you know, those graphics are going to be sweet. And it's uh, also going to be for the previous gen, did they yeah, say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Xbox okay. One and PS4, because it's also uh, going to be for if you buy it on on P. Sorry, if you buy it on Xbox One, it's going to have that smart play or smart cast, whatever the, whatever the the term is for that, where it will then play on your PS or Xbox Series X if you upgrade to that in the future. So, nice. um, but yeah, so there's a lot of great stuff there for like that. Um, so you get to be the, the, Oh, but the other thing that made me think that this is going to be like, they're going to have a lot more to this game is not only did they take the year off in between releasing of, um, Odyssey to Valhalla, which obviously no, I know like Valhalla was in progress and being planned long before this two years, but they also have come out and said that there were 15 total studios working on this game, which the main one was Ubisoft Montreal, but they were just spread it across 14 other co uh, co studios, Ubisoft studios and everything to help load, take the load of creating this game, which speaks to me that it's going to be, that means it's, it's a, it's a sizable game. There's a lot to work there because that, you know, that can mean a lot of things of having studios that size. But to me, that kind of seems like it's going to be, it's so it's a big game and they wanted to spread that load out to help so not to not make it be overbearing on just one studio due to how much they had to do which that's that's exciting to me i know you've seen the trailer but what have you what are your thoughts on this so far as not so really a biggest all, fan or, and one who has played many assassin's creed games have you even played any no oh wow okay I've I forgot never played that. it's not my cup of tea oh yeah um, i get that and, and you know the only assassin's creed game that i thought i may have played was maybe not odd, uh, origins because mm. um, who doesn't like birds? I wanted a hawk friend too, so you know. Uh, but this one you get a raven because oh. it's Odin. Uh, so Odin's raven. Speaking of which, uh, when in the trailer, when you see the uh, spectral form of Odin, and then he mm -hmm. turns into a raven, and what's his face? Avor. Knock off Ragnar Knock off Ragnar Says Odin's on our side. There's a really good metal song from the band Amonamarth called Raven's Flight. Ooh. You should listen to it. Okay, I'll check that like out. It. So definitely check that out. It's from one of their newer albums. And just as a metal band, they have managed to keep it tight for years. Nice. But that's neither here nor there. <laughs> <laughs> the point is, uh, you know, the trailer didn't really do anything for me. It is beautiful. I will give it that. Yeah. The animation quality is phenomenal. Remains to be seen. You know, it probably won't be that same quality in the actual game. But for no. a trailer, it's A++. But I mean, the screen screenshots they've released so far, too, look like it's going to be... It's going to be yeah, good. It's going to be do. pretty. Um, so I don't, maybe this is just me, but the appeal of the Assassin's Creed games from the older ones and from modern games now that are kind of more action-based, I much prefer to take the stealth approach. Mm -hmm. And the bigger these games get and the more they kind of encompass like big battles that include a lot of other people, it continues to lose appeal for me. Yeah. So... Yeah, you know, I personally am not really interested in this. Um, I think the setting is very cool. Uh, I think it looks like it's probably going to be a great game. You yeah. know, it, it looks like it's going to be really good. Will I play it? 
Probably not. Well, yeah. I mean, if it's not your Probably cup of tea, no. it, yeah. If it's not your cup of tea, then that's fine. You know, everybody has different tastes. Um, Why but, break a twenty-year streak? Why start now? <laughs> but, um, but no, I think I think what you're saying, you know, it's a valid point. The Assassin's Creed series has moved a little bit away from stealth aspects of it, especially how important stealth was in like the original Assassin's Creed game. Because now, like this game looks like it's going to be a, a, I mean, obviously open world, but just a massive scale RPG. And I think there's going to be even more mechanics of it that they've added into this game that make it more of this RPG, something more akin, I would say, almost to the Witcher, I would think, than some of the things that like what previous Assassin's Creed games have been. I, I mean, I assume it's going to still field play it. I'm going to be like, oh, this feels like Assassin's Creed or what I've experienced with with Origins and Odyssey because the series has made a, a transition in from what it was in the beginning to what it is now. Um, and so, right, right. It's been a slow, steady transition across the, ser- the game series. But um, I think just one of the big things, though, that really makes me think it's going to be different. It's going to have more systems and mechanics is that you're going to have a settlement that you can grow and expand. You can build buildings in it, which give you various buffs. Like it, like it says on the website, if you build a barracks, it helps your units fight stronger. So I really, so that to me shows that it's going to build off of this system because, you know, obviously the Vikings are very well known for their raids and their coastal raids and all this stuff being very quick, being able to move and across the sea. So I you know, you're going to have your long boats and different stuff like that. So I'm sure like you build docks that increases your boat travel time, it gives you upgrades for your boats. I wonder how much there will actually be boats in the, as used in like combat or exploration because, and I could be completely wrong on this. This may be completely just a, a, a fact I have wrong, but like, I don't necessarily the boat, the Viking longships were not built for naval warfare as much. As they were from quickly transporting Vikings from point A to point B. So I think it really is going to kind of build on these conquest battles of Assassin's Creed Odyssey into these raid battles and, or just army battle, more army battles in general that you'll have to kind of go. Cause it looks like the focus on this is going to be, this invasion of Britain and, and that and everything. Cause it shows in the trailer, uh, King Alfred, the great who is in, in Britain. And so it's like, he'll be kind of the main antagonist of this that you're going against. And so it's going to be interesting how much that if like the settlement conquest and like set in settlement building is going to take effect into the grand scheme of the things and what that looks like in terms of more mass scale combat, as opposed to some one-on-one stuff, which I'm sure there will be tons of that as you go through the game and in the main story missions and everything, it will be single player only, which is cool again, that it's like, okay, uh, using those 15 studios to build one single single player game is pretty impressive. It's not like one or two of them were, were off building a, a, a multiplayer thing. Oh, thank God. Um, and so it's like, so it says on the website, oh, sorry, what you're saying? I was supposed to say, am I the only one in video games saying down with multiplayer? <laughs> Just not every Get game needs it. it, you know? And I kind of agree. <laughs> don't uh that i i i i'm fine with assassin's creed not having it uh so it says on the website some of the big features that they've announced so far write your viking saga blaze your path your own path across england with advanced rpg mechanics fight brutal battles lead fiery raids or use strategy in alliances with other victory leaders to bring victory so there's a diplomatic aspect to this game as well every choice you make in combat and conversation is another step on the path to greatness very interesting there uh talked about getting to lead raids uh, engage in visceral combat, which a little note here. So it says you're going to be able to unleash the ruthless fighting style of a Viking warrior as you do wield axes, which is cool, swords, or even shields. Yeah, 
Damn. <laughs> just be punched with shields. Just be uh, punching with shields. Against relentless foes. <laughs> now, this is interesting and new. Decapitate opponents in close quarters combat, riddle them with arrows, or assassinate them with your hidden blade. You've previously not in just normal combat been able to decapitate or dismember enemies in an Assassin's Creed game. Well, so, so the Vikings do push-ups, so they've got that upper they've body got those, strength. They've got that strength to be able to cut them off, but that's just like a neat little thing because especially in like Origins and Odyssey, some of the attacks and like the execution animations that would happen when you would finish a fight like you're like that person should be missing their head that person should be missing their arm but so and so that's always just a funny thing in in video games when you do these match attacks and they just like blood spurt and they fall over and you're like come on that's not lifelike i want this i want this to look real you know but so that's just kind of a fun thing that that's being added in they've upped that in a level uh we already talked about the growing your settlement like i said you could there are custom customization options for your character which is really sweet but then also you can it says on here you can recruit mercenary vikings designed by other players or create and customize your own to share online sit back and reap the rewards when they fight alongside your friends in their game worlds so while there's it looks like there's not a multiplayer mode there is a like a online multiplayer aspect in the fact that you can send these other your custom raiders to play with other ones that is that's really cool actually so sounds like uh you know like the shadow people from dark souls that would be like the shadowy outlines of other players yes who would invade your play invade your game that kind of well or invade your game they could either help you or fight against you uh that kind of reminds me of that mechanic so that's pretty sweet that's pretty sweet. So uh, obviously, I kind of think now I, I said it on a discord between Last of Us Part 2, Cyberpunk 2077 and this. I think like my gaming for 2020 is pretty set in stone what this is going to be. They announced like a big collector's edition for it, which comes with a sweet statue of uh, the female version of Eivor standing on the bow of a long ship, you know, crying battle axe held overhead with a raven on her shoulder. It looks so cool. So I'm like, I'm, I'm probably going to, it comes with a lot of other stuff too, but I was like, that's awesome. I love I that really statue. I do hope that, you know, the Vikings did a lot of exploration, uh, obviously yeah. using their longboats. I would hope that there would be at least a little bit of like an exploration kind of cartographer aspect to it. Yeah. Where they do actually focus a little bit more on, hey, look at all these new lands you're invading. Maybe that's something I, you could do like if you built a dock or something that un- yeah. unlocks like uh, cartographer boats or something like that that go and explore, do the exploration for you. Or it's something that you can do yourself, you know? I don't know. It's, it's, that's, that's what I'm very excited about is to see like how many layers, how deep does all this go with, especially the settlements and stuff like that. So it's, it's going to be great, but I think this is one, especially cause I'm so familiar with the series, but I think what's, I'm really excited about this game for is like last was part two. I don't want to know anything else about obviously like even two, there have been all the spoilers and different things that have come out about that. Which have kind of leaked. Was that was unfortunate. unfortunate. Um, Why do people leak stuff? Nobody I don't know. Wants the leaks. Apparently though, it's, it's actually, they did say it wasn't anybody at Sony and naughty dog. It was like an outside like hack or something that got it from that an old sucks. build. Yeah. That's really um, and so, you know, I obviously don't want to know any about that one. Cyberpunk 2077, I kind of want to like keep an eye on in terms of like what all I can do. But that one too is going to be such a new experience that I'm kind of like, I really don't want to know much about that. But because I'm such a big fan of the Assassin's Creed series and have played so much of them, I think this is the game for this year that I'm going to really just like look for every piece of information so I can know everything there is to do in this game when I start playing and get the biggest best experience out of it and i think that's what makes me super excited for this game now knowing that it's officially here plus two 
the reveal for this was like one of the most unique and awesome reveals of a, of a game that I've that I've seen because the day before the trailer came out they did uh, Ubisoft went live in the morning with the artist Boss Logic doing a live stream of him creating the reveal artwork or the Assassin's Creed Valhalla official artwork with the, that has Eivor standing in the middle holding an axe and everything. And you see like the long ships on the sea on one side and then Vikings fighting soldiers on the other. And it was just super cool. It was like an eight plus hour live stream of just boss logic in Photoshop creating this. And it had Assassin's Creed music playing under it and everything. And then also would have like trivia about the Assassin's Creed series and like Vikings in general. And so you could get those for like in-game rewards and stuff like that. So it was really cool, but I watched it. I watched a lot of the live stream of just him doing that on the Photoshop. And it was, it was pretty badass. So I'm, I'm excited about this game. I think there's going to be a lot of really cool stuff to learn. And I think this one is going to really push the envelope for what an Assassin's Creed game should be. And I'm, I'm, I'm pretty damn excited about it. Well, I, think- I will be happy for you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, but uh, that's pretty much all I had to talk about for this episode. Anything else you wanted that you've been playing or anything like that in the last week that you wanted to know? Well, I did join a special Discord server for specifically to track Animal Crossing uh, turnips. Oh, nice. So I'm part of like a group now <laughs> that is solely there to make a profit. That's awesome. But that's about it. Very cool. Well, before we go, we do have to do our soundtrack spotlight, which we wanted to use another one submitted from one of our listeners. Green Leader 87 submitted this over on our Discord, and it's music from Beyond Good and Evil. The Hillian Suite is the song that we're going to be fe- uh, featuring today. And so the Beyond Good and Evil soundtrack was composed by Christoph Haral. And so we're going to be listening to that after the close of the episode, which is now, thank you for joining us for this episode of Team Chat Podcast, everybody. Uh, if you're excited to hear about us, uh, to learn more about the Splatfest or Assassin's Creed Valhalla, we'd love to hear your thoughts on those. So send us an email at teamchatpodcast.gmail.com. Oh, one quick other thing, too. If you have a soundtrack that you would like to fe- for us to feature in the Soundtrack Spotlight, send us send that to us as well. Teamchatpodcast.gmail.com. Uh, join our Discord. Drop it to us there. Mention it to us on social media. However, what, of any of the ways to get in contact with us, let us know. We'd love to feature some cool video game music at the end of these episodes. So, um, but yeah. Can't remember where I was going with that, but basically we're done for the day. Uh, stick around for the song for the Hillian Suite from Beyond Good and Evil 2. We will see you all next week for a great uh, new episode. Until then, I'm one of your hosts, Jarrett Wilson, joined by Rachel Mogan. Peace out. We'll see you all next week. Stick around for the song. <laughs>